Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in Fox Sports Radio studios brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. As well, always want to remind you that... AutoZone, your car's needs now come with a reward with the AutoZone Rewards Program. Spend $20 five times and earn a $20 reward. So sign up today, get in the zone, AutoZone. There were no NBA games last night. There were no NHL games last night. There are both tonight, including Game 7 in the NHL, as well as the always intriguing LeBron James drama with the Cavs going back on the road against the Celtics. But also yesterday... News emerged that Colin Kaepernick's long national nightmare of not being employed may finally be potentially coming to a close as the Seattle Seahawks were reported to have worked out the quarterback in Seattle. And uh, so we will be monitoring that situation as the show progresses in the event that there is any major news breaking there. Maybe Pete Carroll going to finally rescue Colin Kaepernick from the oblivion of NFL free agency. Maybe the crazily obsessed left-wing sports media that has been so obsessed with Colin Kaepernick and whether or not he is employed is finally going to have an end to their story. Colin Kaepernick, obviously, if it happens, would back up Russell Wilson. We have talked about this a great deal on the show. In fact, when I ran through the potential NFL teams that it made sense to sign Colin Kaepernick, I alit on the Seahawks. Because Pete Carroll has embraced players who might have, quote-unquote, distractions off the field. He seems to be a happy warrior, Carroll does. He has a reliable quarterback in Russell Wilson. It's a reliable quarterback who at times scrambles with the football. So Colin Kaepernick could fit. You've got the city of Seattle, which is, by and large, as NFL cities go, a fairly left-wing city that would be more likely to embrace, I believe, Colin Kaepernick 
as in as as San Francisco did to a certain extent as well than a city like let's say Houston or Nashville or Jacksonville or a place where the culture is just substantially different than uh, would support a player who kneeled during the national anthem. So we'll see whether or not there potentially is going to be a resolution there. In the meantime, two pretty interesting actual games taking place on the field, and we're going to talk to John Morosi about one of them, the Pittsburgh Penguins against the Ottawa Senators. One of the most exciting elements in all of sports, honestly, is potentially going to be the question, what will happen in Game 7? Who will play the Nashville Predators next? But the real drama out there, I think, in terms of the national sporting interest when it comes to games themselves is LeBron James, the Cleveland Cavaliers, going back on the road against Boston. Golden State Warriors have their feet kicked up. They have 10 days off between their starting off the season 12-0 and and when they would begin the NBA Finals on Thursday, June 1st. This is a game, I believe, that the Cavs desperately need to win for this reason. Rest. LeBron James is 32 years old, and as good as he has been in the playoffs, the past couple of games he has not been that great. If the Cavs can win this game on the road against the Celtics, it will be their third win on the road in Boston Garden. They would eliminate, obviously, the Celtics and have the opportunity to get basically a week's rest, six days worth of rest, which given the fact that they swept their first two series, they should be a fairly rested team. Now, not as rested as the Warriors, but close. If they get that win, then they don't have to worry about the possibility of coming back to Cleveland with a game to play up only 3-2. Because then I think the pressure shifts significantly to the Cavs. If for some reason the Celtics could win this game and make it a 3-2 series, and certainly since Isaiah Thomas has been injured, the Celtics have been very competitive. If they could find a way to get a win in this game and force it back to Cleveland, then all of a sudden Cavs fans are going to be sitting around saying, "Uh uh-oh, Well, we've seen what happened before with a 3-1 series lead in a situation just like this, right? You're up 3-1, you go on the road, you get an unexpected victory like the Celtics would to make it 3-2. You go back home and get an opportunity to close it out. I'm just saying, not saying it's going to happen, but just saying a little bit of nerve-wracking situation there with a 3-1 lead. And more importantly, even if you close them out in a sixth game, you're extending and prolonging the amount of work that you have to do while the Warriors are sitting there, who Vegas says are a substantially better team, are sitting there just relaxing. I made the argument yesterday. I'll continue to reinforce it. To me, Warriors are going to win this series in five games. And a 16-1 and Warriors team, which is coming off a 67-win regular season, would, to me, be the best NBA team of all time. So that is the story that's hanging out there in the NBA. What exactly will happen? Colin Kaepernick continued dance around his free agency. I said before, the most overcovered story in the history of American sports free agents in the 21st century is what is going to happen with Colin Kaepernick. But at least we may finally have some resolution there. And unless he decides to start kneeling for the national anthem again to say, hey, look at me, hey, look at me, he probably, unless something bad happens to Russell Wilson, would not really play throughout the entirety of of the 2017 football season, but at least he'd be employed in the NFL. Meanwhile, Game 7, I have loved the NHL playoffs so far this year. The Pittsburgh Penguins have already won one Game 7. Can they do it again? It's a fantastic question. I don't know the answer. I'm not 100% sure, 
You don't know the answer. You're not 100% sure. Nobody has any idea what's going to happen in the NHL. That is also going to be going on at the same time as Game 5 in the NBA. We finally have games again. Last night, there was nothing. And that's why the Colin Kaepernick story has exploded to such a degree. Now, let's be honest. My wife rarely comments on the content of this show. She reached out to me a couple of weeks ago and she said, I'm so sick of hearing about Colin Kaepernick. Would you please stop talking about him? And everybody out there right now is probably nodding their heads like, I'm sick of hearing about Colin Kaepernick. Your actions don't reflect it. Okay? This is like when people said, oh, I'm tired of hearing about Tim Tebow. Oh, I'm tired of hearing about Brett Favre. Why do you talk about LeBron James so much? Everybody says they're tired of it, but then you actually look at what people are clicking on and what they're reading and what they're paying attention to, and Colin Kaepernick's moving the needle. So I hope, personally, that Colin Kaepernick signs with the Seattle Seahawks, ends his protest, and nobody talks about him for the rest of the year. That Russell Wilson is healthy, that Russell Wilson doesn't miss any games, and that the Seahawks have whatever kind of season they're going to have, and they have a backup quarterback, and we don't talk about him at all. Because that's what typically happens with backup quarterbacks in the NFL, right? I can't remember the last backup quarterback that was a major story. Hell, we only really talk about the top 14 or 15 quarterbacks in the NFL because those are the only guys that are capable of contending for championships. Certainly, Russell Wilson is one of those guys, one of the top 10 or 15 quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't think that Russell Wilson, given his contract status, is going to be looking over the shoulder saying, I'm worried about Colin Kaepernick behind me. I think that Pete Carroll has proven during his time at USC, as well as his time with the Seahawks, that he kind of embraces coaching in the whirlwind of distraction that signing a player like Colin Kaepernick can bring. So if that happens, maybe it'll happen during the course of this show. Maybe it won't. Maybe Colin Kaepernick is not going to be signed. Maybe the Seahawks will decide to go in a different direction because they don't like the way he works out. Who knows exactly what the final story will be here, but we will keep you updated, and I personally cannot wait until Colin Kaepernick gets signed so we never have to talk about him again. That's my hope. Whether or not it's going to happen or not, we will see. Again, Kaepernick reported to be visiting the Seattle Seahawks. We said early on this show that would be the destination that potentially makes the most sense for him. We have a loaded show for you. Coming up next, John Morosi. We're going to break down Game 7 of the NHL, also dive into the Major League Baseball situation. What's going on with the NL West? Is Aaron Judge the potentially going to be able to become the next great Yankee superstar? And also, will Aaron Judge become the next great Yankee superstar? And a question that I read about and I'm kind of fascinated by, why is Mike Trout, who seems to do everything right playing for the LA Angels, still a little bit under the radar? Bryce Harper obviously gets more attention with the Nationals uh, on the other side of the country. He's a lot different of a player, but what is it about Mike Trout that basically makes him, even though he seems to do everything right, not the household name that you would anticipate a guy of his success being? We'll talk about all that with John Morosi, but obviously the story of the day, drumbeat please, what in the world is going to happen with Colin Kaepernick? I bring in Jason Martin to ask this question. Jason Martin, are you prepared for the Colin Kaepernick drama to be over? Do you think if he signs with Seattle, this story effectively ends? Hell no. (laughs) Like, of course it's not going to end because, and it's not just because people need to fill space on websites and everything else. It's because people were rooting for this guy because they see him as Rosa Parks and Muhammad Ali rolled into one. Some people are. Yeah, well, some people. I mean, not this radio show, but there are a whole lot of people at the four letter that are counting on this. There are people, what's the weirdest thing to me about it is the analytics guys, like people at Football Outsiders and, and some of these guys are doing their best to show how Colin Kaepernick is such a great quarterback. And then you go and you look at their Twitter feeds. I've looked at a couple of them. And on those Twitter feeds, 
you just see these guys making political comment after political comment after political comment, retweeting everything from the nation, from Mother Jones, all this anti-Trump stuff. It's like, you an analytics guy or do you have an agenda? Because your numbers aren't supposed to have feelings, but that's apparently all you're doing. Yeah, it is uh, really pretty fascinating to see how this has played out. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I teased it already. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. It's the most popular segment we do on the show. It's called the Animal Thunderdome, and it sounds a little something like this. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. This is Animal Thunderdome. I'm going to start here. Jason Martin also has his Animal Thunderdome news. As always, you can reach out to us. A bear with a sweet tooth ripped off the bumper of a car used to deliver donuts in Colorado, then tried to claw its way through the trunk to get inside. Moose Watch Cafe owner Kim Robertson said she and her husband discovered the bumperless car after they awoke in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. By the way, Steamboat Springs, that's where uh, Vern Lundquist lives. They initially thought it had been struck by another vehicle. Then they saw the claw and paw marks. Quote, that car just constantly smells like a rolling bakery. It's like Winnie the Pooh with honey. No donuts, but there were some aprons. The bear made a valiant attempt at clawing away the insulation to get to the sweet smell. That, my friends, sounds a little bit dangerous. And if you are in the state of Missouri right now, a 20-foot python is on the loose. As always happens when a 20-foot python escapes, this is pretty amazing. The guy says uh, he thought he had built a cage that was impossible for his 20-foot python to get out. Instead, the python found a small hole. And look, I don't know about you, but a 20-foot python seems like it would be a decent-sized hole. And the, the, the guy says, don't worry, this python's going to be completely uh, completely safe. And then he says he's not going to be a threat to humans. But then he also says, now I'm not saying that after a couple of months of him not eating that he's not going to try and bite and eat something. That's why I warned everybody. He's a reptile. Nobody knows what reptiles think. Uh, they they talked to the local police chief, and he said, are we shaking in our boots? No, but we are concerned about smaller children and even adults if they're not paying attention. What an amazing quote that is. Again, state of Missouri, be aware, 20-foot python on the loose. Jason Martin. There's trouble in SEC country, Clay. I mean, there's stuff in Alabama. There's stuff in Florida. There's stuff in Louisiana. First, a mysterious emu runs wild in Rainsville, Alabama, through the streets held up traffic on a highway there's a video that a uh, business worker took that went up on facebook of this emu just going nuts i don't know what an emu is like how would it's you describe s- it is like a deer it's the second largest living bird to the oh ostrich. it's a bird yeah yes yeah, oh a wow it's a no, very, I have very no idea. large bird so there's like basically kind of like a strange looking ostrich running through the streets in alabama which is probably only about the 15th strangest thing you would see running through the streets in alabama on any given day so that's a little bit odd. Apparently, it went on for about 20 minutes. Everybody just watched it. Attempts to lasso the animal failed. It took multiple police officers to take it down. So it was tougher than Derrick Henry in Tuscaloosa. A <laughs> swan 
chasing a police officer in Florida around his car. I tweeted this video out yesterday, and I'll do it again. This is the second swan to do this in this Orlando area in the last year. The swan is chasing this officer around a large, like, F-150 truck. And it like it's like ring around the rosy two or three times. It just keeps following the officer. And then it goes bat bleep insane and, like, throws out its wings, and the officer is absolutely terrified. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Swans are asses. Should They're they have, should jerks. he have shot the swan? Would that have been a bad thing if he pulls out his gun and shot the swan? I kind of feel like it would be better for the swan to get shot than the police officer to be running from a bird. Yeah, that's probably true. It's like if you see a, somebody running from a bird, that's probably when you go loot the nearest business because you know that there's no problem there. And then finally, a mechanic removes car seats from a Shreveport, Louisiana woman's car to remove a four-foot venomous water moccasin from her vehicle. It was hidden so well in her car that they could not just get it out because it had gotten so deep. It had been in there for days. Even snake control people weren't sure about it, so they had to take all of her car seats out so that they could get this four-foot snake out of her car, which she was driving in or couldn't drive in for days because of, well, the fact that it could have killed her. That brought to you by Visit Florida. Have your chance to win a trip to the Coke Zero 400, powered by Coca-Cola, July 1st at Daytona International Speedway. To enter for your chance to win, visit foxsportsradio.com. What an amazing opening hour there. Animal Thunderdome now with a sponsor. That's extraordinary. The world really is a beautiful and glittering and nice place. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. This thing is insanely popular. We do the anonymous mailbag on my website, Outkick the Coverage. Help pass the day. Go check out Outkick the Coverage whenever you want, sitting in front of your computer board at work. And on Tuesdays, we debut the anonymous mailbag, and it is insanely popular online. One of the most popular things that goes up weekly on the internet, on any sports site. That's not exaggeration. It's not bragging. It's just the truth. Here, now, we do the anonymous mailbag on the air as well. Cue the music, boys. You've got mail, mother Anonymous mail, bang! Clay, am I the only one disturbed by the practice of throwing dead animals on the ice during a hockey game and think it's immoral? Other than fringe animal rights activists, at least. I learned how to fish and hunt from my grandfather. He was tough as nails. He taught me that when you kill an animal, you eat it. He believed killing something merely for sport was wrong and wasteful. He would be appalled to see catfish and duck carcasses tossed out on the ice and treated as part of an entertaining diversion for fans. He loved college football, worked in a factory his whole life, and went to church on Sunday. In short, no snowflake. I assume a fair number of your readers are sportsmen. I don't think you can square the respect that true sportsmen have for animals with the practice of throwing dead ducks on the ice, or do I need to debat? Man, you know what? This is actually an interesting question because when I saw – so that for those of you who don't know – it's become a trend at the Nashville Predators. You might notice if you get bored and you're not an NHL fan, but you're like, man, you know what? I want to watch game seven tonight. You might notice as those two teams play, get ready to play against the Nashville Predators in the uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals, the Predators throw, it's become a trend, catfish on the ice. And this kind of ties in with the Detroit Red Wing history of throwing octopus on the ice. And my belief is that the Red Wings swept their way. This is according to my wife, who's from the Detroit area. The Red Wings had swept their way to the Stanley Cup and won four and four. And so the octopus represented eight no somehow. Tight, uh, the the uh, Preds fans decided a catfish would be a good kind of local delicacy that they could throw on the ice to represent the Nashville Predators. But then they've started taking it to a different level. I, th- I believe I've seen a shark on the ice. 
when they've been playing the San Jose Sharks, like a, a dead shark, which seems like a pretty exaggerated move. I know that just this past series, they threw a duck on the ice. And when I saw the duck go on the ice, I was like, eh, I don't know. Like, how far can you take the throwing the animal on the ice element, right? For instance, if the Penguins win tonight and they're favored to win game seven in advance for the second straight Stanley Cup final, I think you would probably go to jail if you threw a penguin on the ice, right? If the Preds are playing the penguins and they run down, somebody does, and they throw a penguin onto the ice, I think you would probably go to jail. And certainly, you know, there are other mascots in the NHL. You could not throw a dead coyote on the ice. You could not throw, I don't believe, a wolf on the ice. Where does the line become uncomfortable? In other words, where's the animal line where you go from? I think most people are probably like, ah, catfish, I don't really have an issue with. Duck, probably borderline. I think certainly everybody's like, oh, you're going to go to hell. If you saw March of the Penguins, you're going to believe, you know what, you got to go to hell if you throw a penguin on the ice. And you definitely have to go to jail. I don't know. It's a really interesting question. Like, my thought in general is that we have a really strange relationship when it comes to animals. The closer the animal is to humans, the more likely we are to not believe it should be treated poorly. For instance, Michael Vick fights dogs, and people believe that he has to go to prison immediately. Right? Immediately, he should go to prison. People protest when he comes back. But if Michael Vick had been a hunter, and he had gone out and shot a bear, and a lion, and a alligator... People would have been totally fine with Michael Vick continuing to play football. And in fact, a lot of sportsmen would have been like, man, I like Michael Vick even more than I did before. But Michael Vick fights dogs and everybody's done with him. What about cockfighting? Not the penis kind, (laughs) but the bird kind. If he had cockfighting ring in his house as opposed to a dogfighting ring, I don't think anybody would have said, you know what, this guy has to go to jail and he can't play in the NFL anymore. So where is the animal level? I personally am coming down on catfish okay. I'm not okay with ducks. Let's go around the horn. What is the biggest animal that you could throw on the ice that you think would be fine? Jason Martin. I don't honestly think that necessarily is my criteria. The criteria I look at and think about is this isn't hunting. This is a little bit different. This isn't dogfighting or or whatever like that. You're doing this egregiously to celebrate something, and you're tossing an animal onto the playing surface for some celebratory purpose. To me, if it walks upright, that's when you've got your problem. A catfish, all that kind of stuff, it still looks like food. But a duck, I'm like, man, I've seen ducks in cartoons. I've seen them on television. So you agree with me stuff. that you were like a little bit queasy about the actual duck going on the ice. Yeah, duck is duck is a little bit far for me. Like, that's... We're a little bit close. Like, I feed, you know, my parents feed ducks. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's a little bit different. Like, catfish, and then there's, again, and I told wait you this off Wait a minute. Your parents just go out and feed ducks? Yeah. For fun? A lot of, lot of older, you know, older Really? Is this a thing? Yeah, I know kids do it. Kids every do afternoon. It. Yeah, they do it with, like, Every afternoon your parents bread. go and feed ducks? Yeah, you do it with bread that's almost expired. Yeah, that's, I know what you feed. I know what life. you feed them, but I didn't know that adults <laughs> did that. Yeah. I mean, people, I mean, my parents are in their 70s, so you're talking about you know, an older generation and my mom grew up on a farm and things like that. Like, yeah, they do that. So they just go to a public park every afternoon and feed ducks. Yes. Well, maybe not every afternoon, but multiple times a week for sure. They enjoy it. They go and they sit down, they talk about their day. Maybe they read a newspaper and they sit there and they feed the ducks because they like to be around the animals. I've only heard of people doing that with kids. 
Feeding kids? No, not feeding kids. I mean, you take your kids and feed the ducks. Like, I definitely have seen lots of kids do that. But I've never heard of just old people going multiple times a week to feed the ducks. Really? You've never seen In like, like a public park with the birds and things like that? No. Yeah, it's, it happens a lot. It's not abnormal at all, Clay. It's I think it's abnormal. Oh, hold on. You, 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 you defend abnormal things all the time as no, not being abnormal. You step, step out of the equation for a minute. I'm going to bring in unbiased observers here. Danny G <laughs> and Justin. Multiple times a week, old people going to feed ducks. Normal or abnormal? I, I think I think this one's normal, Clay. You, you see it in TV shows, like the there's the old people on the bench feeding birds. It's this. I think it's the same. Concept. What TV show do you see that in? Just, just you know, I don't know, just random show. It's not like a. a <laughs> you think there's a lot? Point, you guys but... are in LA. If I went into an LA park today, you think there's tons of old people just showing up feeding ducks? Maybe not, not kids tons, there, but you know, you you visit enough parks, you'll see it. <laughs> Danny G. I'm the wrong one to ask about this because my mom gave me and my older brother BB guns, and uh, we were doing other things at the park with with the ducks. Did you go shoot the ducks? We did, yeah. Well, no, I I just want to weigh in real quick on the on the throwing the ducks on the on the ice. Now, uh, from my understanding, was that there it was two separate incident uh, incidences that this happened. Um, the first one, it was a skinned duck that was thrown on there, and then the second time, it was it was just full on you know mallard duck with feathers. The the first one, the skin duck, like you know, maybe maybe they purchased that already, you know, dead, and it's like getting ready to be cooked. So that one doesn't bother me too much. But then the the duck that still looks like the duck and that you see at the park in the pond, that's where I get a little, you know, well, just because yeah, it hasn't been plucked yet. Yeah, if it's an aluminum foil, like you just grabbed it out of a restaurant, like if you want to toss Peking <laughs> duck on the ice. I'm all for that. If you want to like go buy a duck at like a restaurant for ten dollars and do that, that's right. one thing. But if you're yeah, because you're like, thinking like the mallard, somebody just ran into a park and rang, rang the duck's neck and yeah, then threw exactly. it onto the ice. Exactly, and that's it's like a not duck murder. Okay. It's like a yeah, duck murder. As sea lions, you can toss on the ice. So are we being pussy willows about this? We'll open up the phone lines. Where's the line for animals? We also have more anonymous mailbags, and also you can weigh in on whether it's weird that Jason Martin's parents multiple times a week just go feed ducks. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Sorry, guys. A little bit late coming back from music. I was just feeding some ducks outside the studio here. It's a totally normal thing for an adult to do. It's like, what do I want to do today with my free time? I'm going to go feed some ducks. Great news. Quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. This all spiraling out of the duck being thrown on the ice at the Nashville Predators game. And also the anonymous mailbag. I know poll question is up. And the poll question is up. And I am asking the question, is it normal or abnormal to go feed ducks multiple days a week in a park without kids? And so far, 80% of the votes say it is abnormal. Siding with me. You got idiots that are on that thing. The, all the callers are on my side. Everybody tweeting me is on my side. It's ridiculous that you don't think that like older people go feed ducks. It's I'm not absurd. saying that they can't do it. I'm saying that it's weird to do to it's go not. feed. If, I, my opinion, you are a weird person if you go feed ducks multiple days a week without your kids. Now, if you have kids or grandkids, totally normal. What makes it abnormal is adults going to feed ducks multiple days a week. And I'm not talking about like, oh, we just happened to be here and I finished my sub and there's a little bit of crusty bread left on the end and I'm going to throw it to a duck. I mean, like, you get, you're like sitting around the house and you're like, what are you going to do today? 
Well, let's go feed some ducks. All right, let's go get in our car. Like, if you get in your car as an adult and you go drive to a park to go feed ducks, that's weird. I'm in the right here. And, by the way, they don't just go to feed the ducks. It's part of the afternoon. They'll go eat. You know, they'll go do – they like to ride around, look at houses, look at neighborhoods and things like that, and they'll stop at the park, and they'll spend some time with the ducks, and they'll watch people walk their dogs and things like that. Like, that's what, you know, older couples do when they're spending time with one another. This is why I'm not that excited about living a long time. People are like, oh, don't you want to have a really long life? I'm like, I don't know. This stuff that old people do do doesn't sound very fun to me. Like, uh, like if I, you told me right now, Clay, don't you want to make sure you live to be 85 so you can go feed ducks in the park and drive around and look at houses? I'd be like, nah, you know, I mean, honestly, like I'd be fine going at 80 if that's how I'm going to spend the last five years of my life. Well, I think it's generational I too. I don't think that this generation, when they become 80, are going to be doing it the way, you know, my parents, your parents, you know, that generation or some of those people, at least your parents probably don't based on the way that they've raised you to be such a heathen, but it's such a it, it's normal for people at that age that grew up around a lot more of a simpler life than what we did. So I don't think that when I'm 80, I'm going to be out there feeding the ducks if I'm lucky enough to reach 80. I don't know. You know, maybe if my uh, wife wants to feed the ducks, I'll go feed the ducks. But I have no idea how that's going to play out. I just know that it's not abnormal for people that are in the you know, that great generation now in the 75 to 80 range that grew up with things we didn't have, uh, you know. It's just not strange at all. Your poll is just completely wrong. I don't know who those people are, but they should be the banned. thousands of people who the, the four people who banned. called you represent represent the reality. The thousands of people weighing I'm in right now in the poll. This. The thousands of people weighing in on the poll are the aberration, not the few people who are actually calling in. Uh, should we do it in another? And we have time to get to another anonymous mailbag question. Or should we do it at the top of the uh, the top of the hour? Is there anybody you want to put on the air to defend your position? I mean, Hal in Portland is a man that likes to feed ducks in Oregon, and he's on All right, line Hal, three. Come on, put Hal on. Hal, welcome in, Hal. Uh, are you the guy who called in with the amazing voice? I am the guy that called in with a, a voice, anyway. And yes, up here in Oregon, we feed lots of ducks. We don't feed pigeons, we don't feed geese, and we certainly don't feed beavers. But we do feed Oregon ducks all the time. I am going to the park right now, even though it's dark. And I've got my loaf of bread. And I'm not giving them expired day-old bread. I'm giving them fresh bread. Because all these ducks, they mean something to me. I don't think Hal's helping your cause here at all. They're saying that it's not weird. Now, Hal, uh, it's 4.50 in the morning right now in uh, in Oregon. Um, what do you think about, by the way, in Portland, the decision of the burrito truck to get shut down because they were appropriating Mexican culture? Did you hear about that? It's been a big story up in your city. Oh, no, no. That's... that's- that's day-old stuff. We've already moved past that. No, I, I really didn't hear about that one. I'm sorry. Hal, you've, been, you've done an incredible job. Hold on. You've done an incredible job reading ads for us before. I'm going to give you another opportunity here, all right? We're doing a contest. Can you follow me here? I, I, make sure you're running on this because this is going to be our ad. You got this, Danny G and uh, Justin back in studio. Well, we're trying to get people to go visit Florida, Hal. I'm down in Florida right now doing the show. Uh, it's a great place, great state to visit. Um, and uh, so I want you to follow me, Hal. I want you're, you got an incredible voice. I want to use you as my ad read this, uh, this next hour. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. The battery is full. Oh, good. Yes. Okay. Outkick the coverage and visit Florida. Have your chance to win. Outkick the coverage, visit Florida. Your chance to win. Now, you messed it up, Hal. 
All right, I know I this is like, this, yeah, you got to listen more careful. This is like, um, this is like a wedding vow, and, and it doesn't count unless you get it right. All right, out. I'm gonna shorten it up now. Outkick the coverage and visit Florida. Outkick the coverage and visit Florida. Have your chance to win a trip. Have your chance to win a trip to the Coke Zero Four Hundred. To the Coke Zero. 400. Powered by Coca-Cola July 1st at Daytona International Speedway. Powered by Daytona July 1st <laughs> at Daytona International Speedway. That's wrong, but it's close enough. To enter for your chance to win, visit foxsportsradio.com. To enter for your chance to win, visit foxsports.com. No. How... I don't understand. Like, are you are you drunk right now? Are you high? No, these are long sentences, and and and, and I. It's one my, sentence, uh, Hal. <laughs> it's one sentence. It's not a long sentence. Well, I, I just got up, young man. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at six a.m. Eastern, three a.m. Pacific. For those of you who don't know. It's become a trend at the Nashville Predators. You might notice if you get bored and you're not an NHL fan, but you're like, man, you know what? I want to watch game seven tonight. You might notice as those two teams get ready to play against the Nashville Predators in the the Stanley Cup Finals, the Predators throw, it's become a trend, catfish on the ice. And this kind of ties in with the Detroit Red Wing history of throwing octopus on the ice. And my belief is that the Red Wings swept their way. This is according to my wife, who's from the Detroit area. The Red Wings had swept their way to the Stanley Cup and won four and four. And so the octopus represented eight and oh somehow. Tight, uh, the the uh, Preds fans decided a catfish would be a good kind of local delicacy that they could throw on the ice to represent the Nashville Predators. But then they've started taking it to a different level. I th- I believe I've seen a shark on the ice when they've been playing the San Jose Sharks, like a, a dead shark, which seems like a pretty exaggerated move. I know that just this past series, they threw a duck on the ice. And when I saw the duck go on the ice, I was like, ah, eh, I don't know. Like, how far can you take the throwing the animal on the ice element, right? For instance, if the Penguins win tonight and they're favored to win game seven in advance for the second straight Stanley Cup final, I think you would probably go to jail if you threw a penguin on the ice, right? If the Preds are playing the penguins and they run down, somebody does, and they throw a penguin onto the ice, I think you would probably go to jail. And certainly, you know, there are other mascots in the NHL. You could not throw a dead coyote on the ice. You could not throw, I don't believe, a wolf on the ice. Where does the line become uncomfortable? In other words, where's the animal line where you go from? I think most people are probably like, ah, catfish. I don't really have an issue with duck probably borderline I think certainly everybody's like oh you're gonna go to hell if you saw March of the Penguins you're gonna believe you know what you got to go to hell if you throw a penguin on the ice and you definitely have to go to jail I don't know it's a really interesting question like my thought in general is that we have a really strange relationship when it comes to animals the closer the animal is to humans the more likely we are to not believe it should be treated poorly. For instance, Michael Vick fights dogs, and people believe that he has to go to prison immediately. Right? Immediately, he should go to prison. People protest when he comes back. But if Michael Vick had been a hunter, and he had gone out and shot a bear and a lion 
and a alligator, people would have been totally fine with Michael Vick continuing to play football. And in fact, a lot of sportsmen would have been like, man, I like Michael Vick even more than I did before. But Michael Vick fights dogs and everybody's done with him. What about cockfighting? Not the penis kind, (laughs) but the bird kind. If he had cockfighting ring in his house as opposed to a dogfighting ring, I don't think anybody would have said, you know what, this guy has to go to jail and he can't play in the NFL anymore. So where is the animal level? I personally am coming down on catfish okay. I'm not okay with ducks. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare hey it's jonas knox all right game off we got to pause here to talk more about monopoly go i know what you're saying flag on the play you already talked about that but there's just so much good stuff in this game in monopoly go you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards the more you win together the more awesome prizes you unlock and there's so much to get unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!